Welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks down a franchise one movie at a time. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Hashtag return of the savior. The other guy, Keith Swetland. What's up, everybody? This week, we're doing Predator 2, and it's a far drop from Predator. Well, I wouldn't say, okay, yeah, it's a far drop. Yeah, my opinion has grown of it since this morning. <laughs> I hate I hated it while I was watching it. I hated it the first time I watched it. I like it more while I'm not watching it. It's a movie that bookends where the beginning and end are pretty good, and then everything in between is just... I don't even know what how to describe it. I watched it on Wednesday to do take notes and all that. And then yesterday... Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to uh, maybe rewatch it just for the S and G's, just maybe have in the background to see if I missed anything. And it was a little more entertaining this time around because to me, when I first watched it, it was so long. <laughs> the movie is like an hour 40. What's weird like is that like the first 50 minutes feels like an epic drag. And then like the last 50 minutes kind of goes kind of quick. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah to, to me, this movie was extremely like forgettable. I keep on having to ref- like refresh myself on what happened and who did what. I remember like I, before I watched it for this podcast, I watched it last night while I was eating cheesecake. So that made it pretty nice. But Sick. before that, I watched it maybe a, I watched it maybe three or four months ago, and I didn't remember a single goddamn minute of it from watching it this time. And even this, I watched it. Uh, yeah, sorry, two nights ago. Watched, thinking about it right now while we're recording, I, I still can't remember that well what happened. I have to like look over my notes. It's a very forgettable movie. This is the first time I've seen it, not like made for TV version, and like the regular movie you're just like oh they just threw in a random tit scene that's about it this movie's just kind of there it's very much like hey that first movie did really well let's just make another one this was my first time as well uh watching it as a whole i've seen it bits and pieces on tv but to watch it as a whole this is probably honestly my first time watching this as a whole uh, the movie was directed by Stephen Hopkins. Uh, he's also directed the 1989 Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Um, if whenever we get to the podcast in October, maybe beginning, Ooh. if there's those long franchises, Halloween, Nightmare, we'll get to those. I'm a big Freddy Krueger guy. That'd be a blast. Uh, 1998's Lost in Space. The only movie Joni... Joey Tribbiani was really featured in after his great friend's career. <laughs> During his friend's career? Was that the tail end of Friends? Uh, friends ended in like in, I want to say, oh, something, right? Like yeah, so it would have been like, Friday? so it's like in the heyday of Friends, really. Wait, so you're telling me Friends was being broadcast oh, four. while this movie took place? This movie took place in 1997. 98. 98. So Friends was on TV during yep. the big, epic Danny Glover action scenes. Just uh, think about that. That's 
That's mind blowing. <laughs> uh, then he went on to direct a lot of TV shows, The Fugitive, which I believe is on Paramount app. I think uh, he did a couple Tales from the Crypt and uh, Twenty Four. Californication, the sweet. Oh, I can't remember his name now. The X Files guy, David. David Duchovny, just fucking a bunch of young ladies. <laughs> um. So. The budget for Predator was fifteen million. For this one was thirty-five million. Where the fuck? I guess it's because it was in LA, so it probably cost more to like get shooting locations. Yeah, there was a there was there was more than a few sets there. I think it feels like they were just on like one long trail on like some like Mexican national or state park or something down there when they were filming the first one, which it looked great, but it was like very minimal. And realistically, like it was Arnold was the big ticket cost. Because I mean, I doubt even Jesse Ventura cost that much to pay to do that movie. Oh, I doubt. Got, it. I'll, I'll I'll just bring this up now. They wanted to bring back Arnold, but they wouldn't pay him two hundred fifty thousand. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he's been asked, I think, to do every single Predator movie since the original. He's always just been like, nope. But he was down to to do the sequel. However, it's that they uh, didn't want to pay him the 250000 and then he didn't want to come back because he was supposed to be Gary Busey. So he was going to end up being the bad guy, and he oh, didn't that want that. That would have been stupid for his character. Like That would have made no sense for what they'd set up for him in the first movie. Which was his, whole, yeah. <laughs> his whole thing, he hated like bureaucracy and all that shit. That's true. Which he said. He's just like, no, I'm good. Like... If you don't want to pay me the, this extra amount, and I and can't tweak the plot to that I'm the good guy, I'm out. It's weird. Like Arnold doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he's actually like pretty. Like he is not the best actor, obviously, but he's very <laughs> smart about his actor crap. Like he knows like what his character should be doing and whatnot. Oh yeah, he knows what he's good at, and like. I thought, I mean, yeah, you're right. He's not a good actor, but in these roles, he works so well. Like he's, he's so good at like badass guy with a big gun being cool. And that's like, that's good enough. And the funny thing is they also, uh, after this move, after predator, uh, the fee for, uh, the director, John McTiernan, cause he did die hard. It was 2 million. And the, uh, they declined uh, his offer because they didn't want, they wanted to keep the budget around the same price as the original. And yet ended up 20 million over. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. That sounds about right for shitty. Why you end up with bad sequels. Yeah. Uh, the movie came out Thanksgiving weekend of 1990. Wow. It's a weird time to release a predator movie. It is. Nothing, nothing says the holidays like <laughs> Predator. Um, yeah, it's. I'll, I'll do the box office after we talk about it. I'll surprise you guys there with that. So, Rick, how about you uh, give us the uh, br- uh, plot breakdown? All right, gather around, children. Gather around, boys and girls. Let me paint you a picture with my words. The plot for the not even borderline, basically out racist predator Two. Um, the opening scene, we set up 
We are once again in the jungle. Oh, wait, no. It's the urban jungle of Los Angeles. There is a gigant, like a full-on war firefight. And I can't even count the amount of times they really want to drive home the fact that L.A. is at war with these uh, drug cartels and everything. The Colombian and Jamaican uh, drug cartels. The voodoo boys, as they very racistly call the Jamaican gang. This was um, this came out in peak dare time. This was like big anti-drug scare in America at the time. So that the weirdest fits, thing it fits to me well. is that the director was born in Jamaica. Uh, but so there's an all-out firefight going on between the cops and the Colombians. Uh, the Colombians are giving it to the cops. They're outmanned <laughs> and outgunned, as the shitty like scum reporter says, who shows up throughout the movie. Morton Downey Jr. Um, cops are getting gunned down. Apparently, all the other cops who get shot aren't that important, but the two bike cops who are bleeding to death in between the fight are super important, so we need to get them out of there. So, coming in hot and awesome, our main protagonist, Lieutenant Mike Harrigan, played by someone in my soft spot, Mr. Danny Glover, shows up with his cop car, which apparently he just beats the shit out of a ton of cop cars. <laughs> goes riding in on probably one of the best scenes of the movie to save the cops. Um, All the fighting ensues. The Predator has been watching this whole time, taking in everything going on. Uh, Eventually, Predator does what, and how I henceforth will call him, uh, the Batman Predator, because he's just here to clean up the streets, guys. He's actually the real protagonist of this movie, trying to take out all of the drug lords and take out the crooked cops and try to make LA a better place for you and me. (laughs) And he's just misunderstood. Uh, So he takes out the first gang of cops, Danny Glover. It's like, we got another player in town. We get our first strung up scene. No one seems to care when they take that body out, by the way, wasn't that a weird scene to anyone else when they see the body strung up? They don't and pay attention. The, yeah. The, the predator takes it away and then no one mentions that again. <laughs> yeah, there's, huh? All right. Huh. Hey, uh, Mike, the, did you take that? No. Phil? No. Lewis? I want to say <laughs> Lewis took it. Oh, and did, you mentioned the, the news reporter scene. I'd like to get a tally of every single action movie in the 80s and 90s that has a scene where the camera is panning by a whole series of people operating cameras and reporters holding microphones up to their mouths and talking while something's going on in the background. I think that. That's about in every action movie ever. Oh, yeah, every. Very much nail that point home. Uh, <laughs> we get our first taste after all this of the other bad. Uh, it's really hard to keep straight who is actually bad and good throughout this movie. As Gary Busey comes riding in with the, like, did they just pick like, hey, what's the most stereotypical looking way you can make people look like feds? Let's get really... <laughs> douchey sunglasses really douchey windbreakers come riding in in a silver helicopter which you cannot do you cannot just ride a heli- drive a helicopter into the middle of a city street and land it a lot of regulations against that <laughs> uh so gary Busey comes in the feds are taken over but are the feds really here to help with the drug cartels or is there <laughs> something more Ooh. Um, and this this movie also does the action movie trope thing with the cops and the feds coming in where they're not in my jurisdiction. They're not going to take this case away from me, which is makes Danny Glover. He's a badass in this movie, but it makes him look kind of foolish because he's 
so clearly in over his head with the scale of this like absurd drug war that's going on in their streets. And like they discover it later, but a literal alien like skinning people alive. And Danny Glover wants to single handedly clean the streets of Los Angeles like by himself. Well, Keith, they just don't understand. They're not in that war zone. They're not fighting the fight day to day like he is. <laughs> He's very arrogant. <laughs> we then spend like what 20 minutes of fucking just expose about like how Harrigan is this renegade cop. He doesn't play by their rules. The Although, captain's say telling them you gotta get yourself in line. Like it's so just like tropey for the next 20 yeah. minutes. You talked about that cool action scene there with uh, Danny Glover rolling in and saving those uh, in- endangered officers. He put the bulletproof vest over the windows. I thought that was pretty badass. That was a good, good action, good action move. Um, yeah, and then we just start kind of building. Predator starts doing his thing. Danny Glover's confused. Uh, we get a very hooked in tit scene for some reason of some Colombian <laughs> fucking this chick before the Jamaicans come busting in and they they mix her moans in with the music. It was weird. <laughs> it was nice to get some nudity in one of these movies. That the last one could have used that. <laughs> We've only done two. <laughs> also, when would they have put nudity in the first one, Keith? I mean, I don't know. They like the Jesse Ventura probably could have taken his shirt off a couple more times. That would have oh, been Jesus that would have nice. They gave, also, us, they gave us Arnold. <laughs> I know, that's it. And so what you're mud, saying is you is wanted Ventura to hang some dong. See, okay. We yeah, could have gotten some dong in the first one. Yeah, there needs to be more genitals in these movies. Um, but so the Jamaicans come in. They're stringing up the Colombian drug lord, who I don't think we ever see his actual face in the whole thing. <laughs> we see his ass when he's hung up, but uh they gut him trying to prove a point predator comes in does predator things hangs everyone else up um doesn't kill the woman because predator doesn't attack women i guess it's kind of (laughs) predators a little misogynistic i want to say so far (laughs) through these movies listen alien we have a certain politics here on earth they according (laughs) to the uh trivia and stuff predators live by the code of honor so they don't kill women and or if they're armed they probably will but they don't kill unarmed women and children what do you think the the gender politics on the predator planet is like that sounds oh, a Keith, little... <laughs> i read into it it is a very deep fucking thing so there's predator okay we'll get into that later but it is a very deep fucking lore for the for the gender politics of the predator clan um so there's a whole thing going on between the feds and Danny Glover. Danny Glover went into the crime scene when he wasn't supposed to. We get one of those more stereotypical feds things where like they just shine a bright light on shit all the time. I don't know why that's such a like feds thing to do. It looked cool. Um, (laughs) Danny Glover gets kicked out. Then he comes up with this whole thing of like coming up with plans, like Bill Paxton's character who we were introduced to earlier. Mr. Jerry Lambert Lambert being sent to track where the victim who was still alive was going, who apparently just gets disappeared by the feds and we never see her again. Um, Then Ruben Blades, Mr. Danny Archuleta is told to just stick around the crime scene and then he'll go back in later. But damn Danny, that guy just goes back in on his own and gets strung up by Predator. Which, it felt like Predator strung him up because he found part of Predator's weaponry, 
but Predator then didn't take the weaponry back from Danny Archuleta, who was just holding it in his hand still. Yeah, they didn't do enough with that cool dagger thing that the Predator throws. That's a cool weapon. They could have like put, took it to the metal weapons lab and had some cool scene with scientists. Like, Well, they tried that, but all they just do is, uh, none of this stuff's on Earth. You know, we can't, <laughs> there's nothing in the the anything you know it's just like nope sorry this metal is unknown yeah i've I've seen enough science fiction and action movies to where they could have done some pretty cool stuff with that uh so this is when danny glover goes off the deep end because him and danny they came up together (laughs) and that son of a bitch is going down it's gonna be by me danny (laughs) glover not Um, the scene when danny glover oh no that's later the scene when danny glover shoves the shoves the fed guy up against the wall and threatens him that's when they're in the mobiles unit for later in the movie yeah yeah there's some good there's some good danny glover pissed off scenes he's very good at being he's angry in this movie very cool um we get to one of the weirdest combo of scenes that in a movie that had weird combo of scenes ever when we get to the uh gravestones we get to the uh oh my god what's it called i'm blanking where we lay our dead grave cemetery cemetery so we're at the cemetery because he's saying goodbye to danny couldn't show up for his actual funeral where they laid him to rest apparently which happened in like less than 24 hours that should happen quick um there's a kid with a fucking play uzi because you know buy your children play uzis which i had one and then they got rid of it you know (laughs) Um, i was mentioning how forgettable this movie is like you re- you remember you reminding that movie that scene of me is like just me now remembering it. I've seen that movie twice in full now in the past six months, and I've forgotten all about the cemetery scene with the Uzi. That was ridiculous. And then the predator scans it, and the kid's not a threat. Um, Want some candy? It really like <laughs> oh, drives yeah. home at this point where like I'm so confused about what Predator thinks about Danny Glover. Like, because early on, I thought he was mad at Danny Glover for stealing his kill on the one, like, super coked out drug guy. And But then we get to this scene, and he's, like, mocking Danny Glover, where he's like, hey, I killed your best friend, motherfucker. I like to imagine in my head that at that point, Predator has chosen Danny for his, like, his prize, his prize prey. And that he he has. That's why he does it. He's doing his hunting. He's doing his hunting tricks. And then we get the most over-dramatized cut of movie scenes I think I've ever seen when Danny Glover sees the little thing hanging and you just see Danny Glover looking like all directions going, huh, what, where, and where is he? I'm going to shoot him. Oh my God, what's going on? With just over-dramatic music and camera cuts every two seconds. I had that in my Close up as Danny Glover. I'm just like, (laughs) what is happening? Oh, something else that I might know. Speaking of Danny Glover in this movie, everyone's in this movie has very silly looking guns. Like their idea of 1998 was very, very weird. They're super like over like modded out. And like, <laughs> it was, it looked like a goddamn like current call of duty game. Getting a bunch yes, of yeah. scopes on it. They all have scopes. Yeah, they all have red dot sights. Yep. <laughs> uh, we get to this weird drawn out train, uh, train sequence. Um, we'll talk more about that when we're like shooting the shit about the movie but holy shit was this whole thing weird Um, apparently everyone in LA owns guns by the way is what we learn on this scene and leads <laughs> to a lot of people dying because Predator's like oh guns you're bad 
Uh, it takes Bill Paxton like 20 hours to walk down one train car. Get somehow, him out of here. <laughs> somehow walks by the Predator and then shooting back at the Predator towards where all the people are trying to run away. So, you know, that's good cop work. <laughs> shooting towards the innocents. Um, we get the creepiest line I think we've had in either of the two Predator movies so far <laughs> where the Predator asks Bill Paxton if he wants some candy. <laughs> was that the was, I don't, once again don't remember that part <laughs> was, that, was that the was that the like he took the, the line from the kid because the yeah, kid yeah, the offered mimic. predator candy and then when like predator is about to kill bill paxton he literally says back hey want some candy and i was like what is happening was that when uh when lambert was, was shooting at him in the train right yeah yeah, that I liked that scene. Like, I thought the the lighting was cool because it was all dark and the predator looked like the predator looked good. Like, I thought Outside the effects of the fact were that it was trying to give us seizures. Yeah, which I mean, that was kind of part of the fun for it. But it was like, <laughs> yeah, the predator was getting shot up. I don't know if we saw the green blood yet at that point. No, but. he uh, apparently Paxton in a very compact uh, train <laughs> car did not hit the predator once. He missed. He missed with every all time. like. 25 shots he took at the predator yeah um visually the scene was pretty cool in my opinion predator is about to kill finally the female cop the last member of danny glover's team but we find out she's pregnant and as someone who has had two children uh the picture he took of that baby was a very large and she would have been showing child to his little uh view of that baby we also never learn who the father is. We're just like, oh, she's pregnant. Predator didn't kill her. <laughs> Honor. <laughs> um, God, the, just going through this movie and it's just reminding me how drawn out everything is between the beginning and the end of this fucking movie. Yeah, uh, I was we, uh, watching that that making of little documentary this morning before we came on and I guess the script like wasn't finished before the director came on and they started. So it, a lot of it seems kind of thrown together. And I think that's because it was a lot of it was. <laughs> <laughs> they also only had two months to film and do yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, so we finally are getting to the climactic scenes in the movies. We're in the, we figure out that the predators at the meat packing district, Gary Busey's closing in on them. We have this whole thing where Gary Busey set up a trap for the predator because he only sees in one wavelength, but we learn the predator can see in multiple wavelengths. (laughs) Uh, We get the huge fight between the feds and the predator. We then get the climactic fight between Glover and the predator. Good fight. And then we'll get, I think we'll save what happens in the end for just shooting the shit about the movie. Cause there's a lot to unpack there, but Danny Glover wins. And another predator bites the dust. He wins by playing frisbee golf. (laughs) (laughs) Illegally. There you go. That is Predator 2. A very wacky sequence of events in a movie that did not deserve. Oh, it's just so bad. It's so bad. The more I talked about it, the more I realized how bad it was. So, yeah, um, as Rick was saying, you know, movie star Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Gary Busey coming off his major car accident to f- do this one. Uh, Bill Paxton, the man that's o- the man that can be in uh, Aliens, Predator Two, and Terminator. 
Also, stud. one of Just the few stud. times I think I've ever seen Bill Paxton actually looking young. Like I just always remember Bill Paxton looking old and everything he does. Well, he, that was later on when he just portrayed the old guy. Um, to me, with, with Danny Glover being, he looked so young. Even Dude, he though, was also ripped. Like he was actually oh. like in shape. I was like, Danny Glover was in shape at some point. <laughs> However, Lethal Weapon One came out in '87, three years before this. Wow. He was definitely not in as good a shape for Lethal Weapon as he was for Predator 2. <laughs> because he's playing Murtaugh, the guy being like, I'm too old for this shit. Every movie. <laughs> uh, I, you guys probably didn't get, catch it, but the, uh, in the first fight scene, or like when um, Glover shows up and he's talking to the, all the other cops, shows the old, old guy like on his knees telling him, like, we don't know what to do. Um. That guy played the their captain in all the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, that's weird. So, that's like, funny. he was just play. Yeah, it's funny that he plays somebody beneath Glover and Rank in this movie, but in the the more famous movies that Glover's known for, he's his boss in that. Well, it's and- weird to think that Danny Glover almost got typecast as like the cop guy. Angels yeah, in the you, Outfield helped him there. <laughs> big, big movie. No, we might have to do Lethal Weapon. That'd be an interesting one because that's oh. one of my one of my big movie sins in life is that I've never seen the Lethal Weapon movies. Zen has wow. not either. Yeah, I've definitely they're... seen one. I think I've seen two. I've seen two because of Pesci. That's a really good idea. We got to do those. Lethal Weapon has some movies. of my favorite lines from movies because it's just like they're so like over the top. I've seen. One and four, and then it's always Sonny's five and six. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame we've gone this long into the podcast without me mentioning the best line in this movie and maybe even the last movie. But Lambert, there's a moment where Lambert, where Bill Paxton is walking through the, I think they're in the police station. It's kind of a throwaway line. But Lambert says, hey, nice flashlight. Mind if I borrow it? And I, I don't just, remember that one. I, it was really quick, and I, I just about lost my shit while I was watching the movie. I was cracking up, just belly laughing. Because it, it was like referring to nothing. There was no reason for him to say that. He was just, I think he was, I, I forget the woman's name. It was the, the lady cop there. He was just looked over oh. at her. And it was, it was while he was being a, a douchebag. Yeah, it was while he was being oh, a yeah. douchebag. And he says, hey, nice flashlight. Mind if I borrow it? I liked, I, I. Even though he was sleazy and all, I didn't mind Bill Paxton's character. I like the, uh, hey, that's my sister. You're not my <laughs> sister. When he's trying to hit on the girl to save her from a guy. Ah, uh, you two. God, Bill Paxton. I, I even have a note as we are watching this that he just, he fucking sucks. He's a misogynistic, overly cocky douchebag. I hated his character. Well, that's yeah. him like in, that's him in every, uh, sci-fi movie that he's known for the you know but in in uh aliens aliens he's you know game over man game over however in terminator he's the punk rock guy that gets murdered in the beginning (laughs) um paxton's awesome i really hated how they didn't use the like at least with like arnold's team in the first one like you actually felt like outside of the sergeant going batshit crazy 
Like they felt like they were a top notch, awesome crew. And like Leona seemed awesome. Uh, Danny seemed awesome, but they never really did anything in the movie to like portray how good they were at their jobs. They just kind of like freaked out the whole time and then died or didn't die because they were pregnant. It was just, it you, felt, you, felt lame. You got the sense with Arnold's team that you knew everybody's role, but with this team, it's what does Danny Glover want them to do? Yeah, this team just keeps, they keep failing and failing and failing and failing, which in my head, to make that work in my head, it was like, oh, cool. These guys are like, these cops like aren't that good. They're just trying to get by in this drug war. They're just kind of trying to survive. Danny Glover, like, there's one point where his plan is literally to like just seize this building when the bad guys, they have the high ground, like they literally have the high ground. So like Danny Glover tries to storm. And I, I think it's when he's trying to save the cops and there's the big coked up drug dealer guy with the muscles and the, well, they'd already they, saved the cops because they'd run back into the building. So the cops that's were right, saved. That's right. um, so, but yeah, Danny Glover's like, we're going to storm the building. They're on their toes. But uh-huh. we see that they're in this fucking like fortified arm to the fucking teeth room. Yeah, I was gonna make it's a bad plan. <laughs> we just happen to have a nice skylight above it for the Predator to drop in from. Yeah. I was going to make the note like, so when I first watched, started watching this movie, I don't know if you guys will remember, but in the so there's this long street that the gang and the cops are fighting on. I was having RoboCop three reference like flashbacks because the ending of <laughs> RoboCop three is a battle on the street, huh. more tame though. And I just kept going. Did they steal this from RoboCop three? And. Uh, the answer is no, because RoboCop <laughs> 3 came after. So RoboCop 3 might have stole this idea for their, let's make it the ending, not the beginning. <laughs> well, what's weird is I got a RoboCop feel from when they first got to the precinct. And it's got like the giant uh, concrete pillars in front of it to stop people driving into it. It's just a complete like madhouse inside the precinct with a bunch of bad people and cops and cops just assaulting people for no reason because that's what just what cops are allowed to do even in 2021 um <laughs> like it had a real robocop like la is out of control and there's no stopping it and as we remember from the shitty like scummy uh reporter who just kept going the mayor's at his house in lake tahoe where's the mayor I love that part of the movie. The mayor was pulling a Ted Cruz, just peaced out. <laughs> right, when the, <laughs> right when the shit got really bad. They're like, I'm going to Lake Tahoe. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here. There's a heat I wave. Did, so it's I, probably going to be Predators. <laughs> I did get that Robocop feeling, too, of like, it's a, it's a shitty town. It's a big-name town, but let's make sure it looks super shitty. Because this is taking place in L.A. Robocop takes place in Detroit. Um Originally, they were supposed to try and make this movie in New York, but costing was going to be a lot Whoa. more. Uh, I, what do you guys think of the fact that they they tried to play off Predator Predator Two by saying that Gary Busey's character might have been the guy that set up the last mission? So, in Predator, oh, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, so because that's the idea that they're trying to play off of because originally what they wanted to do was have Gary Busey be the guy going, well, they wanted Arnold, but he didn't come. 
So they went with Busey. So Busey's the one that went, hey, guys, I was the one that set up the mission. We have the two survivors of Anna and Schwarzenegger. They told us all the information about the first Predator. That's why we know more than you. I caught that part. And yeah, that like that was actually one of my favorite bits of the movie was the actual tie back to the original one. And one completely made like was one of the things in this movie that made sense. Like, yeah, of course, some covert, shitty government organization, instead of trying to protect people, we're like, well, let's capture the Predator and get this fucking sweet technology for ourselves so we can kill people better. And who cares if it's running through the city killing people? We need to capture him. That's what's more important than actual safety of our citizens. Like, that oddly felt really real to me about something that would probably actually happen. Yeah, a theme from the last episode talking about Predator 1 is that Predator as an intellectual property, as an idea, is pretty cool. Like, I thought that link was really neat, having Gary Busey being the tieback to the first one. Because it's very, it's very small and subtle. So like, that leaves the room, leaves room for writing. It leaves room for like more. You can do more weird, wacky stuff in later movies, which I have been a long time since I've seen them, but I think they failed. But well, like, I think, but uh, yeah, this it's a cool universe, and there's opportunities there. If you pull back from this actual movie and you just took the pieces of the movie and you're like, okay. We're going to have a drug war going on between the Colombians and the Jamaicans. We'll have the cops that are trying to deal with it. We'll deal with the, like the drug people are starting to just die, get strung up. The cops are trying to deal with this. The feds come in and are trying to block out the cops because they know what's really going on and aren't going to share it. Like those actual framings would have made for a dope ass movie. Like there is something to this movie that could have been awesome yeah i think if they would have like pulled out a little bit maybe had the drug war be not so much at the forefront and just be see like oh the drug war is going on maybe have like a small scale inter-office like police drama then there's aliens show up i think that'd be kind of cool i think there's they focused in a lot on the drug war and that made opportunities for like cheesy late 80s early 90s action stuff to go on yeah like it should have been about like just drug people coming up dead who are in the middle of a war and trying to figure out like what's going on. I feel like it, and then it should have been building. It's like, Oh, people are dying on both sides. And now it's building to where if we don't per- stop this from happening, there's going to be an all out war in the streets. I think Instead the predator already was the second story. The second, yeah, the predator was the second way. story was B. Yeah. The a story is the g- war gang war. B yeah. stories. Oh, we have a cre- alien on the loose. Yeah, I mean, I'd almost say it was the C story. The B story was weird. Danny Glover's hatred of like his superiors <laughs> and like what how they're preventing him from doing what he wants to do. <laughs> Paper thin character development. <laughs> um, and I love Danny Glover in this movie. I thought Danny Glover was the one thing that prevented this from being like an absolute dumpster fire. But like. Yeah. Yeah, it just there. There was something there that could have made this as good as the first one. Yeah, and, and it just gonna, fell well short. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil my rating for it later, but even like talking about the movie, thinking about the movie, like watching that little making of short YouTube this morning, like it's all more fun than watching the movie, and it makes the movie better for me rather than actually watching the movie. See, I'm going the other way with it. Like, the more we're talking about it, I'm like, God, maybe I gave it too high a rating. Maybe I need to push it down a little bit yeah. even more. What do you what What did you guys think of the 
predator in this one, the suit. I thought it was better, awesome. I thought he looked great. He it looked it still sucked that we didn't get to see a lot of his like killing scenes. Like it was a lot of implied awesome killing. Yeah. Yeah, the special effects just haven't quite caught up yet. Or they didn't want to do it. But yeah, the suit looked good. Like the the, they, I feel like they used the exact same like corpse prosthetics from the first one and just hung them instead of out of a tree. They hung them from a ceiling in a drug dealer's room, <laughs> or in a coked up Colombian's like yeah. weird sex Aztec palace thing. That, uh, who who wouldn't want a sexed up Aztec you know lair? That room was sick. That 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 wild ass sex scene was in. That'd be a good room. That, that that's a good bedroom. <laughs> that that's your dream uh, bedroom. The, the resale value on that's going to be very low. You're going to have to find someone who is just very into either Aztec or Incan <laughs> stylings to actually get a resale on that, though. Well, you guys just wait when my AMC stocks take off here. I'll buy one of those, and you'll be sorry. <laughs> I I want you to show you know shove it in our faces that you uh <laughs> to the moon. That. Um, yeah, to the moon, <laughs> to the moon, baby. Uh, so the movie ha- the, uh, had Glover and Busey. Do you guys? I have two people that they wanted to play Danny Glover's spot, and one person to play uh, Gary Busey's spot. You want to take a guess on the two and the one? Nineteen nineties. So you have to remember 80s, that. Late eighties, early nineties. Yep. Uh, he wouldn't really be in that spot yet, so I'm not going to say Tom Cruise. Okay. But Eddie Murphy. That's my Eddie guess. Mur- you, you have two for Glover. There's two. Two for Glover? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Eddie Murphy, and I'm going to go uh, Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, Stallone's okay. a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say his lethal weapon uh, partner. Okay. Gibson. Mel Gibson. Or, God, I couldn't even think who the other one would be. All right. So, So they wanted one Steven Seagal. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's right. I read that. God damn it. And Patrick (laughs) Swayze. I actually could buy that. That would have kind of, I would have been okay with Swayze. But Swayze, uh, Swayze was unable to because he was injured during filming Roadhouse. Oh no! He he roundhouse kicked someone too hard and couldn't play the protagonist against Predator. And I, I'll just say I won't have you guys think about the Gary Busey spot. It was going to they wanted uh, John Lithgow. I would have never gotten that. No, I yeah, I would not either. Uh, one of the things I didn't get about this movie is the movie starts in the, in the infrared. Is that the Predator jumping around or is that a ship? I think it's just shitty cinematography and being like, Hey, remember how predators could see in the infrared? Like, I don't, it, the whole opening until we actually got to those beginning firefights was so just like a director trying to be overly dramatic and think he's, his scenes really cool when it really was just shit. So I'd like, like okay, to guys, a- hear me out. Remember how the first one was in a jungle? Let's play it off that we're now in the <laughs> urban jungle. So like he, I'd like to. He probably thought he was really fucking clever for that. Oh yeah. So I'm going to take a second here and provide you guys with a little, uh, little reading series here. I have a, 
I'm looking at the Roger Ebert Predator 2 review at the last, okay. the last, the last paragraph of the review. Roger Ebert, he's like the, and I don't know many other film critics, but he's probably the best film critic. But the film's greatest loss is one of spirit. We live on a speck in a corner of a vast universe, and what makes us human is our ability to wonder about what's out there. Since we do not know, the fables we create serve only to inspire our dreams. Predator 2 is a movie whose dreams are angry and ugly. Jesus. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a cool paragraph, though. <laughs> that doesn't sound he, like him. I thought he was going to end it with, like, and it was the shit. <laughs> he loved it. He, Ebert loved the first one. It almost felt like the director tried to be too overly dramatic in this one. Like he tried to like play up too many scenes, too much drama when you really don't want drama in a predator movie. Like that's not, I'm not here for like these awesome cut sequences of Danny Glover freaking out in a cemetery. I thought once again, I thought that one was hilarious. You oh two ruined God. that scene for me. I like, I, I just accepted that scene. I was like, okay, this is cool. While I was watching, I didn't question it. You I crushed it hard. <laughs> I almost burst out fucking laughing watching that scene. It was so over dramatized. Where oh, I giggled. <laughs> I was I like, giggled. damn, the predator's really fucking damn. The predator's really fucking Danny Glover up right now. He's got him. He's got him. <laughs> Which would have been fine without the seventeen million camera cuts. <laughs> <that> Danny Glover wide eye everywhere. I was like, what is happening? And why is he cutting? Why was there a small child with a toy Uzi there? What was the kid? Because doing? the family was visiting yeah, a, a okay. gravesite. Okay. But fuck you, kids, stay in the car. That was so fucking weird. <laughs> Billy, so like stay the, in the car and play with your Uzi. We're gonna go grieve. Oh, the whole man. like this, the whole <laughs> the whole movie was like we said earlier is between the drug cartels of the Colombian Jamaican and the Jamaican would do voodoo the whole time. So racist, and, huh? <laughs> so racist so racist yeah and they're uh the king willie we see him for one scene only and he's like yeah you're when he's discussing it with uh danny glover he's like yeah you're dealing with something that's supernatural basically you're dealing with an alien and then literally he goes gets his head chopped off <laughs> like seriously this is why i'm like predator is batman just with killing. Like, he's literally just following Danny Glover and just finding all the bad drug people and murdering them. Like, on that context, nothing Predator does in this movie is all that bad with who he takes out. He's murdering <laughs> coked-up drug heads and drug kingpins. And then eventually on a train, a bunch of overly armed people who were randomly shooting on it. Like, I didn't feel bad for any of the people Predator killed in this movie except maybe Danny. <laughs> I did like the scene, the the scene Joe you referenced there with the with the the Jamaican king dude was pretty good. I think that character was another missed opportunity there. Agreed. He, he could have been. The, first of all, it would have like offered some humanity to the like Jamaican side of the war and like given some context to that, so that they're like what they're doing there instead of just selling drugs. But instead of being he, the over dramatized voodoo people who steal hearts, yeah, they could have given them some depth and like maybe like used this king as a resource to like oh sorry let me let me add to that also the black people smoke a lot of weed (laughs) you want some ganja jesus (laughs) and the biggest spiffs i think i've ever seen (laughs) i i just thought it was funny like 
Why did the Predator kill King Willie? Like, I don't. He didn't do anything bad. He didn't have any weapons. He was just vibing. (laughs) He was just vibing. Well, he did pull a sword out, but yeah, that was only after Predator approached him. Like, yeah. So, like, there's like a in my mind, there's a difference between the Predator from Predator One and this one. The first one we had cat and mouse, the hunting game, and this one, this guy's just being a dick. He is kind of just an asshole, like just killing people around Danny Glover to piss Danny Glover off. Like he's it's it, to me, it feels like he's trying to take Danny Glover's job. I'm going to frame this. I want captain. So, I want he's the young up and coming cop. He's the young up and coming cop who wants to take Danny Glover's job. That's it. Now I'm all about that movie. That would have been awesome. Yeah, this it's Predator is just like a stolen valor guy. He just loves troops and cops. <laughs> no, but I was watching an interview with the director, and uh, he was using this metaphor of like uh, when rich Americans go over to Africa for like rich trophy hunting to go kill a giraffe or a rhino or some shit. Mm-hmm. And they were using that metaphor for the, the the predators coming to Earth to come trophy hunt. And you you talked about the different predators, like this predator being an asshole. I was just picturing like when Donald Trump Jr. went over to Africa to go shoot, like, the prized lion, like, just over there. He's, he's, he was probably being all shitty and being a little brat, too. So maybe this predator is just kind of a brat, you know? He's just kind of a little, just a little, just a little child, a little asshole. Do you want to know he, has, he actually has a name? They all have names. Well, I, I have that, but do you know what this predator's name was? I didn't Rogu. look that one up. I didn't look up what this was. <laughs> Shut up, Keith. <laughs> it's called Borg. <laughs> oh, what a shitty name what a shitty predator name might as well have been grogu that's such a boring name <laughs> fuck you i love grogu but we're not no, getting into that right now grogu is great but that name Did, sucks i you didn't suck. Ha- keith sucks as a name i didn't hey. get it the- <laughs> you just got that uh uh one thing i didn't get was that this movie took place in 1997 even though it was filmed in 1990 so apparently, like, the director was just Seven saying L.A. is going to drive into a hellhole. L.A. is going to be super hot and gangs in seven years. Yeah, it's just, like, not that far away. <laughs> uh, can we talk, though, about one of the best scenes in the movie where apparently Predators are also either Thor or Raiden? Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, like, yes. we, we get the sweet train sequence where it takes Bill Paxton 18 years to get down one single train car to try and find the Predator who during the whole time the Predator is murdering all the people with guns on that said train because <laughs> only the people with the guns stayed seated and didn't run. The whole train <laughs> scene was kind of a mess. Um, but Bill Paxton gets one of the, like, no, I'm just going to straight out say it. Bill Paxton has the best death scene we have seen in a Predator movie so far. He's the only one who actually goes down, like, in a good fight. Like, even to the point where he know he beat, he grabs that machete and goes diving at the predator. Like that was as much as I fucking hated Bill Paxton in this movie. Lambert went out like a badass. Yeah. Like you mentioned Thor being the, or you mentioned predator being like Thor or Raiden. And once again, to the theme of me, not knowing anything, not remembering shit from the two times I've seen this movie. I remember that visual and it was really cool, but is there a why? Do we know nope. why he's absorbing the lightning? He's just there- standing on top of that building, holds up his spike thing, and apparently it's one of the only times ever there's thunder and lightning in LA and it hits it. He has the power! Yeah, I mean, it looked God, cool as God, shit. it's a Highlander predator. <laughs> I, 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 
will say this. I have the deaths down, so we can uh, talk about each one in a minute. I did not like Paxson's death because it's like a like it was just one of those uh off scene ones, so we don't see it. <laughs> I mean, but almost all the deaths in this one are off scene. Like we don't see the predator like full on murder anyone except the uh the like, Jamaican a couple of the Jamaicans. Yeah, I think I it might have been little... suit choreography issues again. Because the, the one it time you been. Yeah. You just don't look cool walking around in that suit. You, you just have to be in poses. That's the only That's way. That's why works. he was cloaked for like the entire movie. Because mm-hmm. I have it down. Because in the first movie, we don't see the predator until where are we at? What time here? Um, one nineteen is like the first glimpse. Overall, one thirty five, one forty, one thirty five, and in this movie, um, where is it at? Twenty five minutes in, you see him. Even then, it was like for a quick second. It was that glimpse again. Then thirty five minutes in, you fully see him. Not 35, uh, an hour 20. You finally see him. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised in Predator 2 that they didn't try to do some sort of escalation like with a different sort of Predator, like a different, like a bigger, badder Predator. That's usually a sequel thing. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that, of which they eventually do for the, God, I'm not looking forward to it fourth movie, which is by <laughs> far the worst one they say in this franchise. Um, but I, the reason why I like Bill Paxton's death the best is because he actually gets the honor of like being such a badass that he gets his spine and skull taken out. Like he's viewed as such a prize because of his fighting that he actually like gets the honor of having his skull and spine removed. He went one on one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also this movie takes place 10 years after the first one. That's okay. the Wait, idea. so the first one is like early 80s is when it's set, even though that's not when it's released? It comes out oh, in no, 87. 87. And then they say 97. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but with the with the deaths to the, uh, J- the J- Jamaican gang, um, one gets speared, one gets shot, uh, one gets like a fence, and he gets stuck to the wall. Then you see the wire like zoom in on the bad oh, mask. Yeah, that, that was one of the better deaths. And then uh, he gets shot by all his uh, uh, partners as they're trying to shoot the uh, uh, predator. predator. One gets uh, the claw that is the claw we were talking about earlier hit off his head. Like it got a ricochet bounce, then it flew straight up in the air. That made really no sense. And then uh, speared a couple times, uh, the hook through, lift up. And then the main leader gets speared through the mouth through infrared. Yeah, the fighting sequences weren't as good in this movie as I as the first one. And I think it's because like you could hide it probably better with the jungle, whereas there wasn't a lot of ways to hide it in this one. So it kind of just felt like the fighting in this one felt really empty comparative to the first one. And I wasn't big on the fighting sequences in the first one, but this one they just it's either Everything is inferred, or it's a lot of quick camera cuts to cut down probably on the suit drawbacks. And yeah, the look. lows were the lows were really low in this movie. Yeah, you were talking about the fight scenes. I was trying to look through my notes for specific scenes. Oh, by the way, what at what point do they say okay pussy face and who says it? 
Uh, Danny Glover says it, I think, after taking the mask off of the Predator. Because <laughs> yep, yep. I also had that that note down of, ah, pussy face. Very good. And joke. I think, and uh, speaking of the, that, that quote, I think they tried to make this more comedic ways. All, all the one-liners <laughs> they do, all the pussy face. Uh, uh, dude, I, they, they had a lot of fucking one-liners in the first one. I think one-liners is just a bit for the predator movies like shit happens you know as he's about to, when the uh yeah guy stabs the notes. hanging guy upside down it's just like arnold threw a knife through someone sticking him to a wall and told him to stick around in the first one predator movies <laughs> just do this well yeah, well yes but I, that's I, the I escalation thought, here <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> one he's right that is the escalation in this one this one had more like sure you have you know you you uh you ugly motherfucker, which the Predator says this time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a good callback. Yeah, stick call around. Um, you have a few from the first one, but in this one, you have like, if you look up Predator 2 quotes, they have lists on websites of like top 15, top 10. <laughs> All right. really did leave, There's so, so many. So that's what they took from the first one was get to the chopper, stick around, and then they just decided to ratchet that up to an 11. <laughs> And then I've got this one written down. I want to see if, if y'all wrote that one down too. There's a what, an actor, very important, cool actor that says lions, tigers, bears, oh my. That's Gary Busey. I have oh, that yeah. written down as well. Wonderful or, part. Busey's Gary Busey. just fucking insane in he this just part. chewing up these scenes. He's so good in this movie. Gary Busey was oh, awesome. He <laughs> nailed that. Like he... That sequence, like, I wish the movie was more focused on Busey than anything because, like, the whole thought also in my head of someone trying to hunt the predator is such a better side to the movie. Yeah. And then, like, like I was watching the interviews with the actors in this movie. Gary Busey's the, like, the only one that he's really, really into it. Like, a lot of the other ones kind of don't give a shit. Like, Danny Glover was like, yeah, I don't know. It was fun, like, hanging out with some cool guys. We got to make this cool movie. Gary Busey was like into it. He was analyzing the like the quantum physics scientifical aspect of like the predator and how they self-destruct and why they're here. Gary Busey, yeah, Gary Busey cared. And that like I I really liked the fight sequence between the feds and the predator. Like just that whole thing of like, oh now also we finally had them call a predator a predator. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. Um, he, but that he, whole he, thing, like, we're going to get them. We have the trap set. And then Predator's just like, motherfuckers, I can change the way I see. <laughs> they put because all their that, chips on infrared. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's the scene like, that... Nah, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> that's the scene that Busey goes off about how the last one cut his... Uh, we found out in our intelligence briefing that the last one, when he knew time was up, he self-detonated himself. And what I think they said that it would blow up three square blocks. Was it three hundred? Was it that? It was, it was. It was some. It was a three multiple something. Yeah, Maybe it was thirty square blocks. It was. <laughs> it yeah, was going to kill a lot of people if it went off. Which I think was a cool little nod to the fact of the scene of when the Predator's hanging by Danny Glover off the the uh, off the building. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to commit suicide again. But Glover's like, nah, we're good. I'm going to cut your hand, arm off in half. 
It is weird for a movie that is so stupid how many like small smart things there are in it. Like there are parts of this movie where you're like, hey, that was genuine and built to. That made sense. Yeah, like yeah. I remember I've, I've got my notes here though, because Joe was referencing that last final chase slash fight. The chase scene was awesome with Danny Glover and the Predator at the end there. But I've got the first time I watched that movie, I was like too bored and put off by the movie. And I was probably looking at my phone during that whole fight. So I didn't remember it. But watching it last time, like that fight is so cool. And the Predator like does that thing where he breaks through the wall into some stranger's apartment, uses their I, bathroom to like heal himself in. I that's love probably the, my. Yeah. Go ahead, Jasmine. I would say that's probably my favorite scene in the movie is them is him breaking in, falling into the building and then trying to stop the bleeding. So, you know, he burns himself to stop all the bleeding breaks through the room. And then like Danny Glover climbs himself in and, you know, he's, he's like, don't worry, I'm cops. And then she's like, I don't (laughs) think he gives a fuck. That, That was one of the best lines in the movie. Also that whole scene I don't know why I get such a fucking kick out of the Predator field medic kit. Like, I just fucking yep. love that aspect of Predators yep. that they have this fucking little field medic kit with <laughs> them for this up. shit. Medic. Like, I don't know why. I just love it. <laughs> it's such a weird aspect of the movie, sir. I'm just like, yeah, field medic kit. <laughs> and they had it in the first one, too. Yeah. You know, like, we, we were just talking about how the Jamaican gang got killed. Gary Busey's team was also the same way. Yeah, um, they got wrecked. Let's go in a circle, and then he like just jumps in between them. It's like surprise. And then we think Busey's dead. Busey comes back. It's like I'm gonna settle it with this motherfucker, and then instantly dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, with them, uh, they just got a lot of speared. Uh, they get speared a lot. Gary Busey's character Keys gets a mini like a a mini rocket or something like something at him because the predator like turns around to chase Glover and he's like, all right, I'm just going to kill you. Not even looking at you. Oh, uh, that whole, like the last 20 ish minutes of the movie is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it might've been the, the Blu-ray I was watching or the, like the version. Did you get but- weird, like static points in your movie? I was going to talk about the audio. Yeah, the audio was awful. Just like it was. The, it sounded like it almost looked like that. It was like off scale from the rest of the. I like, think that's just the movie itself because yeah. there was a lot of times when the uh, Gary Morton Jr., the hardcore news guy, would be talking, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just hear like he's in the another room as he's the main focus of the scene. Yeah, whenever they were doing the re-audio shoots, they did not do a good job of matching it up. There's a scene with Danny Glover in the precinct where he's talking with someone, and like it just does not connect at all. Like the speeches back and forth are sounding in the same place. Yeah, that's funny because like Predator One just like sounded and looked perfect, like flawless the whole but time. I think, well, I, it, I think that's also because there wasn't a lot of talking in the first Predator movie. There's that not. Helped. That helped. <laughs> Plus, it's twenty million under that budget of what. Uh, this one gives uh, also another RoboCop reference here is the hardcore news is the news station that shows and tells everything like it is. They have, uh, on, in the all Bieber. the RoboCop, huh? The bright, what's the shitty right wing news? Briber. Bright part. Yeah. It's the bright part of the time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> RoboCop has a uh, like news break that they do all that during the movie. I'm like, 
who stole from who? And there's a little they stole a from B. each other, apparently. <laughs> also, okay, so let's talk about one of the most random aspects of this movie that at no point seems to matter besides the beginning and the end. Why did they make Danny Glover's character afraid of heights? It felt so <laughs> random. <laughs> because all be. action stars has to have afraid of heights, I guess. Gotta have one flaw. <laughs> and it's he like, oh be. no, look, he's afraid of heights, and now he has to climb down a building. Look how dramatic it is. I'm like, what is happening? That was a cool ass scene of him working him way working his way down that building, though. Because the predator just leapt across that gap with no, with ease, no problem. You know what's really convenient, though, that the building the Predator fell into to heal himself was also the building over the top of his spaceship. Yeah. Which nobody's ever saw. Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I sure, like, who knows how long it's been there, but really? Also, I understand <laughs> that the tunnels under LA are big, but are they like a fucking alien massive spaceship big? <laughs> you know, at the time, they, the. Subway, uh, LA never had one. Like they uh, got it the following year, but yeah, who funny. fucking knows? Um, oh, also, I, I cloaking. lied. Uh, huh? <laughs> cloaking for underground? Cloaking. Yeah, it was cloaking. They were yeah, predators. Whole thing is in, in invisibility. Yes, I think but how can, do they have such a space to fit their ship in? And how did they get it there? <laughs> how they find it? Yeah, did you they chuck that searching? one up to big tech? Big good technology. They went good the, technology. Okay, <laughs> President Trump. They went. They We're went gonna to have the, the best technology, the biggest. <laughs> they went to the property brothers. Like, hey guys, can you find me a nice little convenient under the ground subway that's not being used for Man, my those gigantic guys are getting sued ship. for a lot of money right now? Apparently, <laughs> good through. for them. Uh, <laughs> Keys well, actually died the by ship. the. I would say Key, I forgot. Keys got killed by the uh, throwing disc, the uh, frisbee golf. Which I oh, think yeah. they eventually turn into an actual spinning disc, not whatever weird float thing they did with the throw in this one. Yeah, like the, the like world's dumbest it knife. Just like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so let's talk about the ending, about how uh, the battle sequence and the... Uh, Where apparently Danny Glover's ship. just as strong as a predator to fend off these knife blows. <laughs> oh. yeah. Also, we why do people just not keep shooting the predators? Why do people keep getting the predators to a point of being hurt and then just stand over them? Yeah, like, why didn't Danny him. Glover just keep shotgunning the predator in the fucking meatpacking district? We wouldn't even to have to deal with that badass all this. pussy face line. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in my, and also, when does and how does the predator, when Danny takes the mask off and he's like, you ugly mother, and the predator who talks more in this movie than the first one, Drops the ugly motherfucker line. <laughs> like, there are, I saw things about how maybe if you have the mask on, that it sends a signal to the main ship. So that that's is su- how. That is supposedly the lore is that there's something tracking a whole predator's hunt, and that if so they th- die, it is sent back to the clan for posterity. Okay. <laughs> so there's that possibility that the line from the first movie was sent up, so that's how he knew when Danny Glover said, say, you ugly mother, then that's how he finishes it. <laughs> God, that I just reminds like, shouldn't Arnold Schwarzenegger be, like, a huge prize for the Predators? Like, he's oh. killed Predators. Shouldn't Predator like, shouldn't young Predators trying to prove themselves, which is, once again, what I think these are. These are young blood Predators, yep. not the real Predators who have killed real things like aliens. <laughs> like, 
shouldn't he be a huge prize for the Predators as someone who killed a Predator? And now Danny Glover, like, I feel like they should play back into that at some point of Predators trying to come kill the people who have killed Predators. The sequel to this movie should have been, if they got Arnold, it should have been the Predator once again hunting him because you killed one of our kind. You're a big prize now. Yeah. I'm going to put your goddamn spine and skull on my wall. They could do like the Sigourney Weaver alien resurrection thing where she wakes up and no one believes her that how scary this alien thing is. And Arnold could be like, no, you like this predator is going to come after you. You you don't know what you're in for kind of thing. And that's what they wanted to do with this sequel. However, they wanted Glover and Arnold to be there. And Arnold was going to be the supporting role, not the main action star. (laughs) So Keith, we finally get the predator killed. What did we see though on that predator trophy wall? Oh, there's some good stuff in that wall. There was a, a they did a nice little exposition dump there. I think it was. I had to do some googling, but I'm pretty sure it was a xenomorph from the. It Alien was. Series. It hella looked like a xenomorph. It, it was. Which was so, like that scene alone prevented this from being uh, like a one star movie for me. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like it was just so I'm like hell yeah xenomorph. Yeah. Oh, and like the the art design and the way that ship looked inside was just really cool. They put all their they put a lot of effort and detail into the interior of the spaceship. And the then only we see two Danny Glover remember literally right, right. shit himself as an entire clan of predators show up. <laughs> the only two scenes I remember from this whole movie, even before watching it, was the bathroom scene and this whole ending. <laughs> yep. Very forgettable, very forgettable. But movie. it's crazy to think that they actually have the idea of let's put a uh, xenomorph head skull with the predator to maybe tie in the fact that the predators and aliens, which I don't believe are on the same, are produced by the same, you know, like Warner Brothers and stuff. Yeah, were they fans or something? I don't know. Like, Do you know the research? I, I I couldn't find anything. But it's just the idea of the, like, hey, let's put an alien skull here to have that fandom of what if uh-huh yeah like my final note for the entire movie is the lore aspects that came out of this movie mm. were fucking amazing i loved the small detail that helped expand the <laughs> lore of predator everything else in this movie is just not needed i don't need any of it get it out of here Im- imagine being that nerd in 1990 that sees this movie and then 14 years later gets to watch alien versus predator and finally gets some resolution. <laughs> like, we would have this. been those people in the movie. Like, we're watching Predator 2. We're just kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks, whatever. And then that Xenomorph shows up. We would have been like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then every single year, like, okay, next year we're getting that Predator movie. They're going to tie it in. Okay, next year it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a, uh, you know, after Glover stabs the Predator with a Frisbee disc, and kills them. I like the line of all the other cloaked predators show up, and he's like, "All right, who's next?" <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, which all the uh, predators have their own name. Which, by the way, they all were played by L.A. Lakers because they were all tall. Oh my god, That's awesome. Um, but <laughs> the other predators were the Elder Predator, the Shaman Predator, Boar Predator. Guardian Predator, Stalker Predator, Snake Predator, Scout Predator, Lost Predator, and Warrior 
Predator. Did you get the Predator's name from the first movie, Joe? Uh, I don't think they had one. I think they retroactively give him one, but let me see if I can find it. But I like um, the scene. Of, like, I believe. I wish the, there was more of that. I believe the elder Predator is the leader of that specific clan. Because, so we'll go on a bit of a lore dive now. Yeah. So predators are built into a clan structure. So there's like a ton of different predator clans who are held led up by the elders, and then shamans are like kind of the even older. Uh, ones who are kind of like there as to like the info people they give like the information and whatnot um females are very important on the home planet where they are the ones in like in power on the home planet and there can be female hunters such as uh this as the ones we've seen so far okay i think he is just a hunter Uh, predators oh. are actually known as Ya Oat Ja. That is yeah. the real name of the predators. Yeah. Um, and so Y A U T J A. Yeah, let's do a pronunciation check there. Yeah. yeah that's a, that, that's We're a, a message to Jeff. <laughs> actually, I I just w- I just wish there was more to the other nine predators instead of them to stand. Like, were they standing there the whole time? Did they just show up? Like maybe, yeah. They were just hanging out in the ship for years. Who like knows? How long? How long's the ship been there? How long have they been there? What are they searching for? Uh, they're not searching for anything. They're so. What I would assume is the one that we see and dies is a young blood predator. Yeah, young blood predators are. They're trying to get to adulthood, become true hunters with their clanmates. Uh. So essentially they're just like they're teenage predators. They're trying to become seen as a part of the clan. Man, predator, yeah, predators that's pretty cool stuff. I wish they'd put it in the movie somehow. Do something. I don't know how they do it because that's that's some like comic book shit. I don't know how they do that. Uh there's that's exactly <laughs> how they do it. Comic yeah. books. There's uh-huh. a huge predator comic book. Uh, fandom it's a, where a lot of the lore is built okay but yeah it's just i saw the you know it's just it's one of those teases they give us in this movie of oh there's more predators awesome what's gonna happen i'm gonna throw you a, a gun saying take it because you earned the respect of the predator because you just killed one of our own one-on-one yeah, yeah you just explained all that uh predator background and lore and species information and i think i think this whole if you would have stunned this series now in the age of serialized movies comic book marvel disney star wars stuff i think the movie if you if it was a fresh thing that came out now i think it would have worked pretty well with all that stuff because you could have done the little east you could have done easter eggs you could have done the yeah, I think. Could you imagine, like, with the new like streaming networks and actual like high drama HBO style Predator series? It'd be fucking fantastic. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Um, 20th Century Fox owns the Alien film rights, so they were able to put the Predators, the Alien headed skull in the uh, ship. Uh, they also because they have a at the time they had 
uh, a comic book, Dark Horses, Alien versus Predator comics. So they wanted to uh, throw a nod out to them and make it a little fun of like, hey, maybe one day. Okay. And one day we did. One day we did. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, the rifle, I mean, the gun, the pistol that the alien gets uh, gives, uh, the predator gives Glover, is part of the comic books on why. Oh. So you have to read the comic books to see, because I think uh, a predator kills a gunman or something in the predator in the comics and then takes it because it was a, uh, you know, a storyline like that. So I don't know. It's for me, this movie alone was just kind of a, there was so much that you could have done, but they didn't do it because the predator storyline was B story in the in this movie. I mean, we keep uh, I I keep bringing it up, but the movie is more fun to talk about than it is to watch. Agreed. Agreed. The more and more we talk about it, the better and better the movie's getting to me. So (laughs) should we? uh, Before we let Keith get his rankings up too high, should we flap out (laughs) some rankings? Before we do that, let's do the box office. How much? How much did Predator Two make, Mister Lessel? So. Like I said, it came out on the Thanksgiving weekend of uh, 1990. 1990. Yeah. Where are we at? No. Okay. So, budget was $35 million, as the budget for the first one was 100 Oh, not $100. Uh, $15 million, As the original Predator combined got, where are we at? $98, mil, 98 million. Yes. For the the entire uh, income gross for Predator Two, thirty million. 30 oh, points. it didn't even make its money back. Ooh. No, it didn't. It didn't go internationally. It just it was just domestically. So in the states. So still, that's like I think the first one it was fifty something domestically. So it still made twenty million less domestically. The first one made. 38 million. Oh, domestically six almost 60 million. Internationally 38. So yeah. So it, internationally it outdid it and domestically it crushed it. Yep. So so for the box office for that weekend, coming in at 10 at then at sixth week with 1.1 million. Reversal of fortune. No idea what that is. <laughs> no idea. Fourth week with 1.9 million at nine is Jacob's ladder. Okay. Number eight coming in at number uh, in its third week with three point two million. Child's Play three. <laughs> Chucky coming in in seven in its twentieth week with three point five million. Ghost. Oh, classic. Number six in its second week, four point three million. The Rescuer Rescuers Down Under. Hell yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> Coming in in its second week with 7.7 million, Rocky Five. <laughs> wow. Number four in its first week with 8.7 million, Predator Two. Wow. Oh, number four on its opening weekend? Harsh. Number three coming in in its third week, 9.4 million, Dances with Wolves. 
God, I didn't realize how old that movie was. Jeez. Coming in at number two in its first week with 13.7 million, Three Men and a Little Lady. What is that a sequel to Two Men and a Baby? Or what, what is that? Uh, three Men and a Baby. Yeah, it's the sequel. I didn't wow. know there was a sequel to that movie. They made a sequel and it's just like she's like a six or seven year old now. Maybe that, a little older. But I remember Three Men and a Baby vividly. I did not know there was a sequel. Yeah, is there that is. The John Travolta one? No, no it's, it's Selleck, uh, the mustache Gutenberg, guy, Selleck. Yeah, okay. Gutenberg okay. and Dancin. Uh, coming in number one in its second week with 20 million, Home Alone. Uh, okay. Okay. That is a hard slate to open. Why did they release it at holiday time? I, I like think... Predator should be a summer blockbuster, not a holiday blockbuster. You know, I, I couldn't. Know. Uh, I couldn't name. I couldn't list off the movies from last episode, but I feel like the lineup was a little stronger for Predator In One. The, uh, no, no, this I would one say had Predator, a stronger week. This, this Predator week Two had, had like some hardcore movies to go against. Yeah. And with Predator is like Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Harry and the Hendersons and oh, Ernest yeah, goes to oh, camp. Yeah, yeah I guess That's Dancing it. with Wolves is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So let's go let's go to ra- uh ratings and let's I'll start off with IMDB. Uh Predator got a 7.8. This Predator 2, 6.3. That's not as harsh as drop as I'm suspecting we're gonna get for us in this. <laughs> Uh, Ron Tomato, all critics with about 30 reviews gave this a 30%. 30. That, that feels a little too harsh. Yeah, it's a little mean. 67 for the first one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 81. Kind of- sorry, 81. 67 was top critics for the first one. Mm. Uh, for this one, 20. Jesus. It was only 67. For the critics, top yeah, critics. But yeah, but you got to think it's like the really hoity-toity critics. Oh, yeah. Back, yeah, there was nine for that one and only five for this one. And the audience gave uh, Predator 2 a uh, 44. <laughs> well, Joe, it's funny you say that because going to our star ratings, I come in at a strong two stars. Okay. Uh, I will also be giving it two stars. Well, Roger Ebert and myself and Ricky Marticelli and Joe Lessel are all in the same club here. We're going to give it two stars. It's like, it's not awful. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just, it's a bad movie. Before this morning, before we talked about it and it was one star for me, the movie literally increased in quality by 20%. See, what's funny is as we kept talking about it, I was starting to think of giving it one and a half. (laughs) This was a flat two from the get-go. I wasn't going up or down. When it opened, I was like, hell yeah, this is like going to be a three-star movie. And then it just kept going. It got down to a one, and then the ending helped (laughs) prop it up a little bit. Uh, So, so, rating our two movies against each other, uh, Keith had a two and three quarter star drop from Predator. <laughs> Joe had a three star drop from Predator. I had a one and a half star drop. So rating them against each other, Predator was a four point four star movie. Predator two a flat two. So what we're going to be start doing now is we're going to be ranking the movie, the hero, and the villain. So boys, 
how so we've only done two so it shouldn't be that hard to pick oh yeah <laughs> what do you rank your hero villain and movie well i'll uh, go first so go ahead keith i'd like to be a, a cool guy and have a really nice argument about why danny glover is cool with arnold schwarzenegger and this but i don't he's just not he's not as cool in predator one carl weathers has a scene where he says i i brought you here because you were the best and he's the best. Danny Glover's not the best. Arnold Schwarzenegger's the best. Okay. Fair and argument. Then. I love Danny Glover. I thought Danny Glover propped this up. I too, though. Arnold is the better protagonist. All right. Uh, I, I agree with you both. It's Arnold, then Danny for me. So what about the villain? Which Ooh. predator was the better predator? Well, let's be careful in calling them villains. I don't think anything says the predators are all. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, villains. you could have you you could have made the predator the hero of the first second one. So, but we're not. So, what you guys got for uh, pre- who's better, Predator One or Predator Two well, or Borg? I'm gonna push back on Ricky a little bit here and say that drug dealers are humans too. <laughs> Predators are the bad guys. You can't just go places and kill things. <laughs> That's not okay. But I think the Predator 2 Predator is a little more resourceful. He does. He has got more tricks. He's got more gadgets. He introduces disc golf, which is cool. <laughs> the Predator in Predator 2 is the better of the Predators. Damn it, Keith. I thought I was going to be the hot take master and give <laughs> the second Predator the... T- the nod but i have to agree he he had some better kills he wasn't just like straight hiding he got like close in and did some awesome murdering so i agree the second predator to me was the better predator um i'm sticking with one (laughs) and then i'm going predator two i think for one predator one we get a little more more like cool i think cooler death scenes and more detailed situations of you know the skinning of the soldiers that were previously down there rip the scene of him you know showing off the the uh the skull and the the uh, spinal cord with this one it's just more of a it looked like they didn't have the budget to show the kills but they did it anyway where in this one you didn't ha- in the first one you didn't have the budget but you made them impactful. Oh yeah. So movie is it Predator 1, <laughs> Predator 2 or vice versa for you guys? Well, I think this one this one's easy. Don't need to explain too much. Predator 1 is a classic. It's a fantastic film. I used the phrase essentially a perfect film quite a few times in that first episode, and I still stand by that. Predator 1 is essentially perfect. The star ratings say it all. This one's a flat 2. My first one's Mm -hmm. a a 3.5. It's Predator 1. I'm sticking with 1 and 2. So with the heroes, villains, and movie, it's 1 and 2 for me. So this brings an end to Predator 2. Now we get to look forward to, as Ricky is slapping his head in excitement. Oh, yeah. We get to go on and move on to 2010's 
Predators. Come on, Adrian Brody, carry me home to something that doesn't suck. I can't believe I, it took I, him 20 years to make another movie. Yeah. Well, Keith, it didn't make money. It That's lost true. money. Yeah, well, in, well, the thing is, Predators, the new, the one I'm about to watch, is still it's um, two Predators movie came out before that. The Alien right. versus Predators. That's right. So the there wasn't there is a big gap that the fact that the Predator is its own villain, but there's been there was two other movies out before this one. Uh, has anyone seen this one? One. Yes. Don't remember it. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I like Topher Grace. I like Adrian Brody. I remember there's some pretty cool performances in it. That that's about it. I don't remember like what the Predator does. I don't remember. What the- I remember kind of being eh on the movie. I think that was a classic Gateway Mall Dollar Fifty Theater situation. Rick. Did we lose Rick? Rick oh. A. Yep, no, I think we lost list. Rick. Yeah, he, he. Well, the image of him on the uh, camera, uh, he's just looking down on us like he's just disappointed in us. And that's probably about how he thinks about Predators, too. So we'll go with that. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I will say I've not seen it. So. Oh, fun. I've not seen this. I've seen bits and pieces, but like, to be honest, the bits and pieces are like five ten minutes <laughs> yeah i've not seen either of these next two so i'm look- awesome. not looking forward to it that's for <laughs> sure but well that's what we look forward to on the next episode of fake movie experts the pre- or just predators is that time frame of let's get the out and let's just do an it's kind episode. of a clunky title <laughs> it sort of it like doesn't it like doesn't roll off the tongue very well it doesn't predators <laughs> is what's next uh, you can also listen to all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. You can listen uh, listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hashtag return of the savior. Yeah, thanks everybody. <laughs>